0: Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora tātou, this is Toby Manhai with another episode of your friendly local politics podcast Gone by Lunchtime. What you're about to hear is part of the Gone By Lunchtime Megapod, a 12-hour epic event recorded on September 20 at Spinoff HQ. Enjoy. On the line, from Wellington, the one, the only Ben McKay. Hey Ben.
2: Hello, how are you
0: going? I'm good, how are you?
2: I'm really well. I'm really well. I've been dipping in and out of the megapod.
0: Yeah, good. Sadly
2: have a have a have a job so can't listen to it all.
0: <laughs> and your job, we should tell people, is you are uh, New Zealand correspondent for the Australian Associated Press and just yes. generally a kind of force of nature around the press gallery. A, um,
2: well, I notice, I notice in in, in your hype content, yep. you've described me as both dashing and swashbuckling. Yeah, that's good. So eh? I think you're doing this to hype hype listeners, given no one knows who I actually am.
0: I think that's but, just. But I'm, I'm s- happy to speaking em- the truth.
2: I'm happy to I'm happy to embrace you know the high expectations, unlike <laughs> the low expectations of last night's leaders debate.
0: Oh man! Wow! <laughs> yeah, what was your takeaway on that?
2: I mean, where do you start? Where do you start? I think in my piece today, I should add as well, by the way, I'm here as Ben McKay. I'm not yes, doing this as the, yep, yep. I Pete Coro. Yep. But the, the um, I think around my piece, like the, the, the book question, I just I just can't get over it. The fact that one of them answered with the book they were currently reading, mm. misunderstanding the question, and one didn't have a book. I know mm. we've built on this, but it's just, it really is a microcosm of this fairly uninspiring election, which is not to say that debate, the election is not important, right? It's like hugely consequential. We're going to go in either a big left-wing or a big right-wing direction, you would have thought, hmm. and yet we've got this fairly insipid, uninspiring debate and campaign. It's, it's Yeah.
0: You might have missed yeah. it, Ben, but we did have Chris Hipkins on last hour, and I was able to establish in a world exclusive for the spin-off Megapod that Chris Hipkins has read a book. Um, and he <laughs> chose first of all the fantastic Mr. Fox and then when pushed to go for a book for grown-ups he went for Dan Brown the Dan Brown um, Da Vinci code so there you go that's a good right. one for the that's that's straight off the kind of batch and the batch at raumati type feel. Um, anyway it's good to, it's good <laughs> to know that the Prime Minister's read a book. I think you'll agree.
2: I, I listened. I missed him on, on – that's a good get by you guys. I'm glad he's called in to support the Megapod. That's oh, good to have, but I, I, yeah. I did catch I did catch him at the uh, Gisborne stand-up. I've been watching the stand-ups from yeah. afar today because yeah. I uh, can't get to the uh, mighty east coast. Yeah. And um, he was asked by Katie Scotcher, who's a um, RNZ reporter <laughs> – Good young reporter, she like Katie. He was asked by Katie whether hmm. he missed a trick in the debate, and his response was, and this is a quote: yes. "That wasn't my intention. My intention was to participate in the debate." <laughs> it's it, like, like, it's pretty, oh, it's pretty low. It's a hard, <laughs> it's on, a
0: hard that? job. It's a thankless task, and we're all too cruel. But listen, I need to ask you these three critical questions. I'll rattle through them before we get to matters of more consequence. First, your guess on the turnout. Somewhere between so it was it was eighty two at the last election, it was seventy five in two thousand eleven. Somewhere in between, to one decimal point, to go in to win a box of chocolate fish.
2: Well, I don't really understand this question as an Australian with compulsory voting. Yeah, you know we we throw a lot in with you know North Korea and a lot of South America. So can I can I just guess? Can I just guess a hundred? I just assume it'll be a hundred. <laughs> it's got to. be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I no, mean, man. why would you want to miss out?
0: Um, second question: What's your political TV show of choice?
2: So can I choose a documentary? Yeah. Or does it have to be a – It's a bit nerdy, but sure. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I grew up on the ABC um, documentaries of, you know, categor- uh, that, that that catalogued like previous prime ministers. And there's a couple mm. of excellent ones, The Killing Season, about Rudd and Gillard. And it's great because they get them both in interviews and they go through, you know, the nice. various times they backstabbed each nice. other. And um, Labor and Power with Hawke and Keating. But the Howard Years ones – wasn't as exciting as so this backstabbing. And I understand there's a there's a um new one on the recent liberal years coming out. So I'll be keeping my eye out for that.
0: Um and finally mojo. What's where where do we put you on our uh still evolving mojo meter? Between zero, you got well, no t- mojo and ten, you're oozing mojo.
2: Well I mean I I am coming from Wellington, but there isn't actually a a mojo in Island Bay where I'm I'm dialing in from. So mm. On that basis, I'm going to give you a, a flat zero. Oh, oh wow! I, new... I, am, I am pretty flat about this campaign. Yeah, right. You can, you can probably tell. Oh
0: no, you sound quite jolly. Um, but that would be it. Would be it would be um, a danger to all of our health if you were otherwise. I suppose, given your exuberance, normally. Let's talk about Australia <laughs> on October 14. We're not the only people voting uh, by chance, or because they didn't really uh, notice that we were having an election. There is a vote scheduled on October 14 in Australia, which is the voice referendum. Tell us about it.
2: Well, first of all, it's the height of rudeness, I think, to put the <laughs> election uh, to put the referendum on New Zealand election day, and it really does sort of speak to you know Australia's asymmetric relationship with New Zealand, as they put it. Sure. Can we um, just call it yes. Super
0: Saturday or something like that and pretend that it was by design?
2: Yep. Yep, let's go for it. Okay. We can, um, we can workshop a name. Um, so, yes, The Voice. The Voice. I mean, where do you start? So the Voice is a uh, referendum to amend this. Let's start with what it actually is. It's mm. um, a referendum that asks Australians to um, recognise Indigenous Australians in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it sets up a um, formal advisory body to Parliament, which, mm. um, Representatives of Indigenous people that can have their say, that can offer opinion on matters that affect Indigenous people. Mm. At the very, yeah, so that's the, that's, the, that's the framework. Now, we've had lots of different advisory structures in the past that have gone by the wayside for different reasons. They haven't been formally enshrined in the constitution. I mean, I think there's a general acceptance. Um, across the board, um, that, that it is an oversight that Indigenous people, you know, inhabited yeah. the lands of Australia for 60,000 years before um, Europeans um, arrived uh, that, that are not in the Constitution. And indeed, um, the leading proponent of the No campaign, opposition leader Peter Dutton, has promised a second referendum, um, should this referendum fail, as it's likely to do, on just that constitutional recognition, because... They don't like the voice referendum.
0: Mm, as you you just in there, as it's likely to do, the polls at this point are pointing towards the question not 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 prevailing, the the, the being voted down.
2: Yes, it's um, an incredible flame out. I mean, when um, people first started polling on this um, last year, it was as high as you know seventy, eighty percent support. Um, and I think that is because, um, you know, the spotlight hadn't came, come onto it. It was really wrapped up in Albanese as well, whose star was really ascendant. Yeah. He sort of floated back to the middle ground now after a year in office. You know, you just pick up issues along the way um, and it's really tied to him. And there's been um, a number of attacks or the No campaign has been um, really quite um, energetic from different perspectives and um, has, been, has picked up steam.
0: They're running that no campaign like, like a like a defence lawyer who is, you know, saying a whole bunch of things that are internally contradictory, but each one knocks back the yes, right? Like here are the different arguments yeah. that it can. Like there, the, is there. Do I have this right? And forgive me if I've got it wrong. There's sort of been a campaign set up by the no, saying some of them saying it doesn't go far enough.
2: Well, I mean, one of the reasons it's failing is because um, Labor, or sorry, the Yes campaign, I mean, Labor government is the leading proponent of it. Labor has been outflanked from the left and the right. There's a conservative no campaign, which is the dominant campaign. The catchphrase is, if you don't know, vote no. They argue that it's racially divisive, that it gives special privileges to Indigenous people, you know, the, the one person, one vote stuff. But there's also a black sovereign no campaign from the left, which is headed by former Greens, now independent Senator, Lydia Thorpe, and she says the voice is just a powerless advisory body that won't make change. So there's, you know, vote no, it won't make any change. Mm. And there's vote no, it'll make too much change. So Mm. Mm. um, it coalesces, and it's all very mucky as well. I mean, it's one thing to have these um, strategies, but the actual tactics and day-to-day reporting is so focused on individuals and what Mm. they might have said controversially in the past, and it sort of all gets down in the muck um, and, 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 and I think people are seeing it as a bit of a wash.
0: And it also, apart from the compulsory voting thing, uh, there is a... The, the You have to get... Do I have this right? A majority of states for it to be yeah, approved?
2: that's right. So six states um, and you've got to get four of them. You've got to win four of them. Uh-huh. So in reality, that means you can target a um, campaign, a no campaign on any referendum to just getting up in three states. And if you picked... Um, West Australian South Australia and Tasmania that's probably only a third of Australia so you can mm. really narrow cast your arguments mm. um, now as I understand it Victoria is the most progressive and is still either just in the positive territory or just ticked below into negative territory mm. um, West Australia and Queensland seem like lost causes they've had some um, some issues that sort of bled into the the referendum and and the three where it's sort of live contest is is um, South Australia, Tasmania and New South Wales. And, yep. and the Yes campaign would have to sweep them all now. So, it, it you know, it's an uphill, uphill task.
0: And there's been some quite high-profile campaigning material, ads. You've sent us an example of that. Can you tee us up for the first one on the Yes vote?
2: Okay. So uh, people might think I'm about to tee up the John Farnham You're the Voice ad. It's not going to be that. I'm sorry to disappoint you because actually I didn't sound... Um, you know, it doesn't have a a lot of the campaign in it. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like uh, just music and whatnot. But it's actually the first time John lent, um his powerful song. I understand mm-hmm. Winston Peters also likes here to an advertising he does campaign. Loves to Instead, out there. oh, I mean, who doesn't? What a gift! What a gift from the great man. But this um, is the original um, uh, campaign ad. Um, yeah, take it, take it, take it away.
0: I got a story to tell you. It's a good one. It's about how these people... The first people got a voice. 60,000 years they've been speaking. Had 363 languages. But no voice. No say on matters which affected them. It wasn't right.
1: So, me and
0: your granddad. Me and your mum. The whole nation did something about it. People called their friends and families. People talked about it on the streets. Talked about it At work, on the field. Everybody made a song and dance about it. Everyone walked side by side. And that's how we changed this country for the better. How we made history.
2: Is that story true?
0: It could be. Authorised by... Thanks, Ben. And we've also got one from the No campaign, or is it from the Liberal Party, in fact?
2: Yeah, it's, it's come out um, just this week um, from the Liberal Party um, with um, spokeswoman for the No campaign, Senator Price. Why don't we just play that because it'll be a sharp contrast to the sort of messaging um, from the last one.
0: Sam's, Sam's on the on the dial. Here it comes.
1: We all want to help Indigenous Australians in disadvantaged communities, but this voice is not the answer. We don't know how it would work, and once it opens the door to activists, we don't know what comes next. What we do know is, once it's in the Constitution, it risks legal challenges, and it will permanently
0: Oh, and there it went. Um, And and these... (laughs) you know are, the, are these are these ads having an effect are they i guess are they on the front pages of newspapers are they going off on it, on sky news is is this a a kind of foregrounded conversation in australia at the moment
2: oh absolutely i mean it's been the number one um political discussion in the country for so long and the ads are now coming thick and fast. Hmm. Um, what that no ad went on to say was it a really grab bag of different complaints, you know, it divides us, it's legally risky, it could open us to challenges, it could be filled by activists. Right. And um, I guess, um, first of all, I guess the first major point is to, to why it, it's sort of failing, is it not getting that bipartisan support? I mean, right. referendums in Australia, as we've discussed, it's so hard to... Um, pass, you really need both sides of government on board, as uh, major sides of politics on board, and they don't, they yeah. don't have that. Um, and, and I also think that um, context is really important. So Labor really, and the progressive um, movement in Australia, really scarred by the last referendum, which was the 1999 Republic referendum, which uh-huh. went down narrowly, despite Australian supporting referendum, because they offered a a particular model that Australians didn't like. So what they've done this time around is they've tried to leave it as open as possible. Um, you know, like we're not prescribing exactly how the voice will look. We'll, we'll come up with that later. Um, and it's allowed the no campaign to jump in with all those arguments in that ad, you know, it'll be right. filled by activists, radicals right. um, a, a, and all the rest of it.
0: Um, that was just an alarm test. If anyone heard that coming through the microphone, uh, it's all, it's all going to plan. Ben, Last thing I wanted to ask you about, we've got David Seymour who's coming to the studio now. He can probably hear you if he puts his headphones on.
2: Ben, I would actually be really interested in knowing how David sees the voice. I mean, he's fairly well, busy. You, can, you, can you hear that, <laughs> but, um, David?
0: Yeah. David Seymour's in here. Not one, but two ACT MPs in an hour in the Megapod. Why don't you put the question, Ben?
2: Well, have you been following... Oh, g'day, David. How are you going? Ben McKay here from Island Bay. Yeah, um, good on have you. Been following, have you been following the voice referendum at all?
1: Not really. I mean, I have. I understand uh, what the gist of it is, um, and that there's a referendum on a constitutional amendment that would create a representative body for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in the in the federal parliament. Is that is that about the size of it? Yep, absolutely. That's about that's about where I'm up to.
2: <laughs> sure.
1: Um, sure. Uh, I mean, there's,
2: to let you off the hook a little bit, there is a there's a fine tradition of trans Tasman politicians not diving into live issues on both on the other side of the Tasman, so I can understand why
0: we don't want to get too involved. That's right. The, the Labor Party have got a history of getting into trouble on that front too recently, haven't they?
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, our, our, our equivalent over there is actually a, a territory, so we don't have that problem. Um, ben, just before we let you go,
0: how is it, as a person writing for Australian media from New Zealand, has there been a noticeable diminution and enthusiasm for material from Australia from the various different publications and outlets that use your copy after the whole Jacinda thing? I mean everywhere around the world we all know that there was an interest that lifted. Are people in Australia still interested or have editors gone oh, actually no we don't we don't all we need is a nib we don't need a, a full piece after all?
2: Well I mean it probably shows that I'm the sole journalist from an Australian outlet working in New Zealand. Okay, <laughs> right, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, interest in New Zealand politics has fallen off a cliff since um, Ardern left. Mm. That's not to say there's not interest in New Zealand. It's just in the day-to-day happenings and, and goings-on. Um, and, I, and I don't think Australians have really tuned into the election, partially because October 14 represents the voice referendum in Australia as well.
1: So you are now the sole conduit to all Australians about New Zealand politics. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the power. How, d- d- Absolutely. How do, you, how do you deal with that responsibility? It is crushing. It is crushing. <laughs> well, I did. I did wonder because I, I looked something looked like something's weighing you down. Now we know. Oh, oh that's
0: having that's called having a baby. He's a he's a first oh, time father. Oh, congratulations!
1: Yeah, right. Well, that can take it out of you. Hey Ben,
0: thank you so much. It's been really terrific having you on a little pod experiment. Um, wouldn't be the same without you, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks very
1: much,
2: guys. Good luck in the second half.
0: Kia ora. Thanks for listening. There's plenty more where this came from on your gone-by lunchtime feed. Thanks to Jane, to Aihe, and Samuel, and the rest of the team at The Spin-Off for making the Megapod happen.